the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Final half hour, Bruce Hooley Show. Take us with you wherever you go. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. Download the Answer app. Search 989FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Do you have your tickets yet to the American Leadership Forum, a night with the Republican Senate candidates? It's October the 24th at Genoa in Westerville. It's going to be a great night. Seven to nine, all the Republican candidates on stage, six of them. They've met certain standards and fundraising and poll share and all those kinds of things. Matt Dolan, Mike Gibbons, Bernie Moreno, Jane Timken, Josh Mandel, J.D. Vance. Those are your six. Hugh Hewitt will moderate. Yes, Hugh Hewitt from the Hugh Hewitt Show. He will be in town, and he will have a one-on-one with the other candidates seated around. Nobody butting in, nobody bogarting away. Hugh will police that vigilantly, I am sure. It'll be a good productive night, a good way for you to find out what the candidates stand for, a good way for you to watch them react to each other. So many qualities of leadership are apparent when you watch people interact, how comfortable they are in their own skin, how quickly and how competently they answer questions. So this will be a very revealing night. It's well worth your time to be there. Get tickets at 989theanswer.com, 989theanswer.com. It's brought to you by the Center for Christian Virtue and by The Answer. Aaron Bear will join Hugh on stage after the one-on-ones with the other five candidates seated at the dais as the one-on-one takes place. And then they'll have more of a free-flowing discussion with Aaron and Hugh asking questions. So I'm looking forward to that, and I would look forward to meeting you there and engaging with you on the topic of school boards, anything else on your mind. I'm sure all of that will come up as the candidates converge October the 24th, Genoa in Westerville. Get your tickets at 989theanswer.com. 989theanswer.com. Com. This is a disturbing story. This feels like something our state legislators should do something about in the law. Uh, an Upper Arlington woman had a friend who gained her trust and then stole a bunch of jewelry from her home. And it was jewelry that had a great sentimental value to her. Uh, it's like, for instance, it took her mother's wedding ring, her grandmother's antique wedding set, that woman's own wedding ring. A lot of things that have been handed down to her by people in her family over the years. So the good news is, after she discovered the theft, unfortunately 10 days after the person was last in their home, the police were able to track down some of the items to two local pawn shops. Now, what do you think happened next? I'm assuming she's going to go in there, she's going to identify the items, she's going to get her items back. That is what happened, except she had to pay... Uh, $2,100 to get them back. She only got eight of the items back. She valued the items at $35,000. So 
you know, you can look at this two ways. You can look at it and say, well, you're lucky you didn't have to pay thirty-five grand to get your stuff back. You only had to pay twenty-one hundred dollars to get them back. But that tells you that the pawn broker would have paid a fraction of what the jewelry was actually worth. Um, this is the law. This is the law in Ohio. The Ohio Pawnbrokers Act leaves room for pawnbrokers to charge people for their own stolen belongings. Now, I get you can say, well, you got to protect the pawnbroker's due process and la di da di da Don't you feel like the pawnbroker in a case where they don't vet the merchandise as being the rightful property of the person who sells it to them are engaging in receipt of stolen property? That's how it feels like to me. Why is the onus not on the pawnbroker to make sure they're not receiving stolen property? And if they do receive stolen property and the police determine, no, that ring is this lady's ring. It was stolen from her house. It matches exactly the description. You say, well, that'll put the pawnbroker out of business. You're not about putting people out of business. No, I'm not. I'm not about putting people out of business. But the lesser of two evils here is that the person who's already been victimized and already been traumatized, imagine you lose the jewelry that belongs to your grandmother and your mother and your own wedding ring, and then you have to pay to get it back. I know you may feel like I would pay to get it back. If I had something like that that was of great sentimental value to me, like I have a few things of my parents that are of great sentimental value to me. They're not of great monetary value, but they mean a lot to me. If they were stolen out of my house, would I pay to get them back? Yeah, I would. Would I feel like I'd been victimized all over again? Yeah, absolutely, I would. So this feels to me like something that, and again, it's not a huge problem. It doesn't happen very often, but that doesn't feel to me like it's the right result. I'm not an attorney. I'm just saying I'm going off how it feels to me, and that doesn't feel right to me. Now, we still have not found Brian Laundry. I don't know if we're going to find Brian Laundry alive or dead. We're going to find Brian Laundry. There's no doubt in my mind we'll find him, unless I suppose he could sail out to the middle of nowhere and jump off into the depths and likely never be found again if he put a cement block around his waist, but... He doesn't seem to me to be that kind of a guy to have that kind of courage to do that to himself. What he is suspected of doing to Gabby Petito, causing her death, tells me that he is at heart a coward. And my guess is, however uh, manipulative and duplicitous he is in concealing his identity and his whereabouts for the while, will be... Eventually, he's going to make a mistake, and somebody's going to find him. And he's going to be brought to justice. His sister wishes he would do that now. She gave an exclusive interview yesterday to ABC News, Good Morning America. She says, I would tell my brother to just come forward and get us out of this horrible mess. Yeah, imagine how this is uh, ruining her life. She lives in Florida with her husband and two sons. She says Brian Laundrie came to visit them. When he got back from his trip out west with Gabby Petito, at that time nobody knew Gabby Petito was missing. Nobody knew she was dead. She says that she known she would have turned him in. Well, she's got more on the ball then than his parents because I think his parents are mixed up in this. And we'll see what happens to him. But 
do we think Dog the Bounty Hunter is going to find Brian Laundry? That'd be a story, wouldn't it? Would that be, a, you know, that'd be quite the indictment of our FBI. If Dog the Bounty Hunter walked in and a week later found Brian Laundry, why not? Why not? It's a, it's for our culture, for the weird stuff that happens in our culture, for the ineptitude of our FBI, for the agenda driven, James Comey led, Andrew McCabe led FBI. That'd be par for the course, would it not? Of course. Now, we have authors on this show from time to time. I don't know if Katie Couric would come on the show to promote her book where she rips on the CBS News Network. But I've got a better chance of getting her on here than she has of getting on CBS. She slams the network. Do you remember Katie Couric had the evening news gig for a while? She's more famous for being on Today and being, you know, just cute. Everybody loved Katie Couric. Then she got on CBS and everybody hated her. She has a bombshell memoir called Going There. And she was going to go on the CBS Morning News and Les Moonves, who she rips in the book, says uh, he, he called in a couple favors and said no way. So she cannot get on that show, uh, which, you know, that probably good for Gail King because that would be um, that would be a tough spot to be in if you're Gail King. Hey, would you like to rip my network that I'm on right now that could take my show away from me? Uh, now, I struck a chord with my take on the pawnbroker story. I probably have angered the ire of uh, pawnbrokers across the county. Six one uh eight four four talk nine eight nine is our number. Eight four four talk nine eight nine. Stephen in Dublin is first away in. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, yeah, uh, you know, as far as the pawnbroker going out of business, now I, I'm not out to put nobody out of business, but if they're buying stolen property, wouldn't that put the thieves out of business too? I mean, that makes no sense. I I, I can't. You know, I can't. I can't. I see that. I, I would just I just assume they close it down because all they're doing is buying stolen goods. Well, that's know? always been the assumption that pawnbrokers are buying stolen goods, and they fight that assumption. They don't want people to believe that. They want to people to believe that they are providing a valuable service to people. You have uh, an economic hardship in your life. You need some quick cash for whatever reason. You take in something you own, maybe a musical instrument, piece of jewelry, something like that. You give it to them. They give you back a fraction of what it's worth. They sell it for way more than they paid you, but less than you could probably get it on the open market. That's theoretically how the business is set up. They would run kicking and screaming from the fact that they're receiving stolen property. But in this case, it's indisputable. Jewelry like this woman lost or had taken from her, she can identify it. The cops had no doubt it's hers. She still had to buy it back, and that apparently is the law in the state of Ohio. Joe is next on the uh, pawnbroker story. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. How you doing, Bruce? Good. I um, I own my own plumbing business. Uh, I'm just a small operation, and uh, my vehicle was parked at a big box store. Uh, came out, they broke in, stole every cordless <laughs> or you know, battery powered yep. uh, tool that I own. Uh, of course, called uh, Reynoldsburg Police Department. They came, did a police report, did the video deal. Um, a year later, um, 
Detective McCready at the Reynoldsburg Police Department, which was awesome. Um, a lot of these police departments probably for something this petty maybe would have just kind of thrown it on the back burner. But, sure. Um, found my tools and, uh, and caught the person that stole them. Uh, I did have to buy my tools back um, from the pawn shop. Of course, Detective McCready told me, he's like, you know, take cash in. Don't, don't go use a card there. Um, so I, you know, they popped me for about $8,000 oh. tools. I went in um, with five, five grand thinking, you know, I don't know what I'm going to have to pay for these. Um, I ended up buying my stolen tools back for $85. That's what they paid the person that cashed them in. And kind of what ticks me off is if a pawn shop is buying that much valuable tools and that person takes $85 for them, you know darn good and well they know that those tools are hot. Yeah, it sure seems like it. So these tools you had I can that's an astronomical value on used tools. You were told why you were told it would cost you 8,000 or that was the replacement cost. That would have been the replacement cost. Um the detective McCready told me that he didn't know, you know, what they paid for him, so just you know, be prepared. Be prepared, sure. So um, you went in there with five grand, hoping to get your tools back, and they only charged you eighty-five bucks because that's what they paid for them. That is correct. Yes. Wow. Sir. Wow. Um, they ended up catching the guy, um, and, and in the meantime, also what gets you is being a small business. Um, you know, I need those tools. Sure, of course. And so, so I had to go and out of pocket buy those tools to replace them um, because, in my eyes, I'm probably never going to see these tools again. Of course, no. Um, I understand why so, you would do that. You know, so it was – I, I just think this is a rotten law to start with. I mean, thank God I only had to pay 85 bucks. Yeah, exactly. But um, you would have surely thought that the pawn shop would have known – Okay, well, this guy just bit for $85. I'll tell you what I will do, Joe. I will uh, speak with friends of mine in the state legislature. And I know it's hard to get a bill passed in the state legislature. Heaven forbid we get a bill passed to protect us from vaccine mandates and mask mandates. We've got the Republican supermajority. We sold out our Republican voters throughout the state of Ohio by dumbing down House Bill 248 into House Bill 435, which is not emergency legislation, extremely disappointed. Every legislator with an R next to their name ought to be made to explain why we don't have a bill against vaccine mandates and mask mandates right now. But I will talk to some of them about why is this allowed to stand? This is wrong. And your story illustrates it. I'm glad you didn't get taken like the woman from Upper Arlington, but I feel bad for her. And uh, that is uh, a situation that should be viewed and looked at and taken care of.
Kristen Cinema, the senator from Arizona, is a target of the left now because she and Joe Manchin of West Virginia are seen as the impediments to the most liberal wing of the Democratic Party getting everything that it wants, which is a bunch of money to spend on nonsense Democratic agenda items like universal pre-K. Let's get our hands on those kids as early as we can. Uh, free child care for everybody. Hey, why wait till kindergarten? Let's get them when they're babies. All those other things. Uh, cinema understands that if she embraces all this nonsense, she will no longer be the senator from Arizona the next time the election cycle rolls around. Similarly, Joe Manchin understands the same thing in West Virginia, that it's a hard sell for Joe Manchin to get reelected as a senator from West Virginia if he embraces the green boondoggle that AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and the other members of the squad want. So Kristen Cinema, you saw she was chased into the bathroom while she was teaching a class at Arizona State. Now she's on a plane flying back to Arizona, and some immigrant, child of an illegal immigrant, who wants to be granted citizenship without going through the normal channels, accosts her on the plane and talks about how much she needs to be given citizenship. The bold demands of people who are in this country illegally. I would keep a low profile if I were in a country illegally, but not this woman on the plane with Kristen Cinema, and not the people who were shadowing her into the bathroom. Cinema does not care much for it, and I don't think that it is an interesting strategy that these people who want cinema to come around are deploying, and that is, let's make her life miserable. Let's make her think that we're going to physically harm her. And then maybe she'll give us everything we want. I don't think that's how I would try to uh, catch flies with honey, but uh, without honey, rather. But that's what's their strategy. And they are uh, rowing up to Joe Manchin's houseboat and accosting him on his houseboat. (laughs) Would that inspire you to give them what they want? Wouldn't me. I always like to end the show with a bit of good news. So here it is for today. Thanks to Sunrise Park Middle School in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Uh, Racism is over as we've known it. The middle school has announced that it will end racism by eliminating the F grade. Here's the quote from Principal Christina Pierre. Our whole intent is to ensure that grades focus on the process of learning. Therefore, grades will not include behaviors, attitude, tardiness to class, whether the assignment was turned in late or on time. There are other ways we can communicate those things to parents. Uh, Associate Principal Norman Bell says students will be encouraged to retake tests and quizzes and to revise papers and projects within 10 days of grades getting posted. Uh, The school website mentions that it will undertake an equity audit to find grading disparities among students of color. (laughs) do these people really think they are preparing people for the challenges that await them in the real world? I suppose they really do. I suppose I will give them the credit that their agenda is well-intentioned, although it is ill-conceived. Because you don't get a mulligan in life. 
you don't get 10 extra days to do a job if you do a job poorly. You might get a second chance. I mean, with an exceedingly grace-filled employer, you might get a third chance. You won't get a fourth. Although nowadays, the way things work with the Biden administration, you'll get extended unemployment benefits and juiced up unemployment benefits. It might behoove you to just turn in F-quality work and get fired early and start collecting your free check. Hopefully Joe Manchin, Kristen Sinema, and the other Republicans will uh, hold tightly to their values and remember that this is America, this is not Soviet Russia, and that we will not be just giving out things as a participation prize. So schools and school boards and legislators and activists who undergo this kind of activity, I suppose they think they're doing people a favor. They're not doing people a favor. They are harming kids. I just can't figure out whether they want to harm people or whether they want to help people. What's their intent? I don't know. What's the result of their intentions? Harm. Not doing them a favor at all. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.